for my anxiety, I tend to get really honed in on things. Like that's the biggest thing is that I'm like overthinking about like a small situation. So I just have to go like bigger picture on how much this actually that's matters, right. Right. you know? Yeah. So I feel like that's the biggest thing. And especially like in college, cause I mean, my grades really do matter to me and I want to keep my scholarship. Like I want to do all these things, but I know like bigger picture, I just want to graduate and I want to get a major. <laughs> there we go. So it's like being able to just see like how little these huge things that I make my mind are helps me get perspective on That's it. That's good. And it's hard though. Like it's hard to, especially with like my presentation, something like that, where it's like, like it's not a big deal. It's going to be like five minutes of me talking. Like as yeah, much like as, as I try much to blow as you it try up, to get perspective. there's still like, at least for me, my anxiety is so physical that even if I like, mentally am not anxious yeah. i'm physically still anxious hey there friends you just heard a preview of the best most honest and real conversation between our favorite mom and daughter here at revelation wellness alisa and sophia coming your way on the rw plus podcast that's right friends we're launching our brand new premium podcast rw plus on the revelation wellness app which is launching on february 14th RW Plus will bring you bonus episodes with fresh content just for our premium subscribers, just like this conversation with Elisa and Sophia. You can listen to the rest of our conversation when you sign up to become a premium member of the app. So swipe up on the show notes to get on the waiting list today. Friends, we've also got a great episode today for you here on the Revelation Wellness Podcast. Heather Johnson, Director of Culture, is talking about the art of conflict resolution. God calls us to live and be in community, and sometimes being in relationships looks like navigating through conflict well. Heather is so gifted at guiding the team here at Revelation Wellness through holy conflict resolution, and we think you're going to be blessed by her gift and the insights she shares on how to gracefully and biblically resolve conflict with others that will arise in your life. Thanks for pressing play on this episode. We so appreciate each and every one of you and are so thankful for you here. Peace. Hello, Revelation Wellness community. My name is Heather Johnson, Director of Culture here at Revelation Wellness and a Revelation Wellness instructor from Platoon 3 way back in 2012. And I am so delighted to be here with you today to talk about a subject that is kind of uncomfortable but a part of all of our lives and it is that we are better together through conflict right Ooh, what how how can we be better together with conflict through conflict well we're going to talk about it so let me pray and we're going to dive into the word and his god's heart over how we train ourselves for conflict. So Jesus, we adore you. Thank you that you were the best leader who ever lived and you were the perfect example of what it means to walk with the Holy Spirit and the Father here on earth. And we want you to teach us. Thank you, Lord, that you've designed us to be better together. Your word tells us that we're being built together into a dwelling place, a temple for the Father by the Spirit. So God, we want to be instructed. Would you come and teach us today about how to train for conflict and how to walk in both humility vulnerability and truth god so we invite you to come in jesus name amen all right so better together through conflict i have to tell you conflict in my life has been the thing i would much rather not (laughs) i would much rather not 
And in unhealth, I would run away from conflict or shrink back from conflict. So I want you to think about yourself. Think about how do you respond in conflict? Do you get big? Do you get small? Do you get indifferent? This is this will help you set the table for what God wants you to learn as we step into this place of how do I, as a son or daughter of God, a born-again believer in Christ Jesus, how do I respond in conflict well, and how do I live unoffendable? It's really easy to say, oh, I'm unoffendable, but the reality is, is that our hearts and our flesh is very offendable. And so first, knowing yourself, how do you respond in conflict? Like I told you, I would run from it because it would feel too much, and I would then bend into people-pleasing where I would rather give you what you want because it would maintain a false peace than fight for what I think because I would be afraid of rejection. Maybe your response is you go into conflict and you get real big and you want your way. So we come to the table to say, Jesus, would you teach us? Jesus, would you teach us how to train ourselves for conflict? Because here's the thing, we cannot avoid it. It is part of life. So we train for it and we prepare our hearts with humility and truth so that we become people who step into conflict with peace and with the response of the Holy Spirit. So we here at Revelation Wellness have a very dear friend of the ministry. She's on the board and she does soul care for all of our leadership. Her name is Renee Wooster. And so I'm actually going to share with you my notes from one of her talks she did about being unoffendable and operating well in conflict because her wisdom is so like what God gave her is so good. So I'm going to give you my uh, my summary of this wisdom that God gave Renee and you can then take it and get it deep into your heart. I challenge you to take this to the Lord and say, God, how can I grow? How can I respond by your spirit in places of conflict and where offense comes from my heart? So here's the thing. Offense is rooted in judgment. And oftentimes behind that, there's fear. So as we train ourselves for conflict and not avoidance, we've got to know certain things is that we know what is the greatest commandment love god and what is the second greatest commandment love others so everything in life hinges on those two commandments it's in matthew 22 i think it's 37 through 40. jesus tells us love god with everything you are heart soul mind and strength and then love others love your neighbor as you love yourself so all of how do we approach conflict we approach it from this place of i'm gonna love god and i'm gonna love others Jesus, teach me what that means. So we are to love one another. We're commanded all throughout the word to love one another. Jesus himself in John said, the, the world will know your mind by how you love one another. In that was, I think, John 13. In John 17, he says, they'll know your mind by the unity of your hearts. What unifies us? It's the love of the Father and the love of God for one another. So first, we've got to know that these are non-negotiables with Jesus that we get to we're commanded to love one another that's the foundation of everything as we train ourselves for conflict we're going to be together in and together is messy right we like to think that it's going to be neat and put in a box and i can do this and this is how they're going to respond but really we bring all of us into every relational relational setting and that gets messy because we all bring our histories, 
we bring our presumptions and we bring our assessments of things, our perspective of things. And so, again, these are all elements that we need to be aware of as we train ourselves for conflict. So loving one another, that's non-negotiable. It's going to be messy because we're people and that that's okay. We need God and he is with us. I believe wholeheartedly that when we begin to understand the nearness of God, that he's with us, that he's in us and he's for us as much as he is with and for and in the other person that we are in, in engaging in conflict with, this is assuming that they are also a born again believer, but even if they're not, these principles are sound, that he's with us and we can learn to respond by the spirit instead of by the flesh. Oftentimes conflict originates because we react. You hurt my feelings. This made me angry. I didn't like that. Oh, that post triggered me. But instead we learn to respond. Holy Spirit, what are you saying? I'm gonna hold my tongue. What are you, what are you saying to me? Because we need him. You wanna enter into conflict well? It's, it's this, God, I need you. In every relationship, whether you're married or single, whether you're in quote unquote ministry or you're in ministry in your in your vocation, whether you're young or whether you're old, we need him. He gets to be at the center and that's where conflict becomes a holy place. And this last one, this one changed my world. And she said it this way. She said, you need to expect conflict and misunderstanding. What? But when you expect that because we live in this world and we are human, we are going to encounter conflict. And so instead of being surprised by it and misunderstandings, instead of being surprised by it, we train ourselves for it and we expect it. Okay, I know that in this business meeting, I am going to encounter conflict. Holy Spirit, how can I prepare for it? How can I get ready so that I can love I can trust that it might be messy, but you're with me. I'm going to be together with you and with the people you've invited me to walk along with so that we can see Christ glorified, right? Jesus, his last prayer, his high priestly prayer in John 16 and 17 was that we would be one. And so the enemy always comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And one of the ways he does that most in the body of Christ is division, is dividing us over things that are really not essential. St. Augustine, I think it's Augustine that says, he says in unity or in essentials, unity. In non-essentials, liberty. In all things, charity. So we hold this space of unity for him because he is the point and we are not. And my opinion and your opinion, friends, really we've, we get to learn to lay it down and submit to the king because it's not about your side or my side it's about what if father what do you say in judges there is a really delightful story hold on let me find it do you ever look and be like where's that book again i have to go in my head joshua judges okay so judges it's after it's after joshua so in josh in judges hold on let me find the right chapter this is where joshua is taking the Israelites into the promised land. And they're looking at, actually, it's not judges, y'all. It's Joshua. Hold on. Let me back up a book. It, gosh, hold on. In Joshua, 
Joshua's standing looking over the promised land. They've crossed the Jordan and he's looking and wondering how in the world are we going to take Jericho? And so this is Joshua 5, 13. It says, when Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, a man was standing before him with his sword drawn in his hand. Joshua went up to him and said to him, are you for us or our adversaries? Isn't this oftentimes how we approach the Lord when we're in conflict with someone? I like we have our side and we have their side. And so we say, Lord, maybe we maybe this is one of the questions we need to learn to ask him, right? It's like, Lord, whose side are you on? And I love this answer. This is what they this is and it says verse 14. And he said, No, I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Now I have come. God is not going to come to your side. And nor is he on theirs. He says, darling, will you come to my side? Come above the conflict that can be ruled by the flesh and come to his side. Father, what do you say? I'm going to abandon my perspective to pick up yours. And this is Joshua's response. It says, Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped and said, what does the Lord say to my servant? What if, friends, what if we approached conflict with someone? in business, in as a roommate, in family, in marriages? What if we began to say, God, what do you say? What does my Lord say to me, his servant? This is the foundation of entering into conflict to be better. Now, there are three things that we get to be trained by. Number one, as you enter into conflict, because remember, we're expecting it. We know we're commanded to love. People are messy. So are we. God is with us. What do we get to be trained by? Number one, he, our good father, you and I are deeply loved by God. That's not what you thought I was going to say, right? But when you are trained by the love of God for you personally, and you begin to see his love for others, it changes everything. Because you approach conflict, not as an orphan fighting for their place or their rights, but you begin to approach conflict from this place of, I am a son, I'm a daughter, and I'm deeply loved by God. Lord, how would you have me come to the table in this hot moment that I, instead of reacting, I respond by your spirit. Lord, you deeply love them too. Would you give me your perspective to see them in this? Lord, I want to come to your side. Knowing that I'm deeply loved, I enter into conflict. What does that look like for you, friend? What is your practice of receiving the love of God? What is your practice of entering in to the fact that you're loved, not because you're right, but because he first loved you. He decided in eternity past that he was going to love you. It changes everything. And that is our anchor point to begin. He's personally invested and interested in you. Not for what you can do for him, but because he is a good, good father. And he loved first. So the first point that we begin with to train ourselves for conflict, not avoidance, is that we are deeply loved by God. The next thing (laughs) is that God is generous. We say it often here at Revelation Wellness, there's no lack in the kingdom. And so when you think about in conflict, 
there is enough for you to come to the table and you can stop keeping track. You can stop keeping score. You can stop with trying to get your way because God is generous. He is generous and he invites us to sacrificial generosity, to sacrificial giving of ourselves. Again, it's that entering into Lord, I want to come to your side and it's going to require the sacrifice of myself to step into your generosity. Would you teach me? Think about the generosity of God that for, for God so loved the world that he gave. This is the generosity of God that he has paid for us with the blood and body of his son and by the resurrection of his power. This is how now we come to the table that my father is generous. I am deeply loved. How can I come into this instead of fighting for my rights and what I think is right? I am going to come to the table as a generous son or daughter who's received from God. And now I can stop keeping score and I can enter into conflict with a heart that is generous. What does that look like for you? I want you to think about that. What is my practice of receiving the love of God? And then, Lord, what does it look like for me to live in sacrificial generosity as a foundation for being better together through conflict and living as an, un as an unoffendable person? And the last thing in preparing for conflict is that prayer is key. <laughs> prayer is key. So let's go over them again. Number one. What is it? I am deeply loved by God. Number two, God is generous. And I get to learn sacrificial generosity in my relationships and the way I think. And then number three, prayer is key. Because prayer shifts you and I, let's, let's be clear, this is me too, 100%. It shifts us from this horizontal plane where all we see are circumstances and people, Lord, they did this, Lord, they said that, this post made me angry. It shifts us from this horizontal plane to vertical. Father, what are you saying? It puts us in the process of curiosity and discovery instead of self-dependence. Here's the thing, darling, your perspective is very limited. And perspective, true perspective, doesn't originate with us. It originates with the God who sees all. One of his names is El Roy, the God who sees. Perspective originates with him. And so we get to come and say, God, I don't see clearly. Would you give me your eyes? I don't see this person clearly. Would you show me what is behind these actions, these words, would you show me, would you bring me perspective? Because as you press into God, show me your perspective, it will free you from your own perspective. The smallness, oh here, yeah. People and relationships plus sin, plus togetherness is messy. <laughs> And so we seek the Lord. What is your perspective, God? I want to see like you. Would you show me how to see? In order to you, for you to see yourself and others, you need his perspective and you also need other people's perspective. So prayer is key. Lord, I only have a partial view. I only see from my perspective from where I'm seated. Lord, you are seated above all. 
would you show me what you think? And then be willing to let him confront what you think about a situation because you may be wrong. We don't like to think that, right? You may be entering into conflict confident that you've got the full perspective and the father's like, actually, darling, let's talk about this. Let me show you the side that you don't actually see. You're only seeing in part. And so when we come to him, we say, Lord, would you give me your perspective? In prayer, I humble myself and I'm transformed so that I see more fully. You cannot be unoffendable without him. And these things of training us in for conflict prepares us to live a life that is walking towards being unoffendable, right? When we're offended with someone, we, it, listen, it, when we have offense in our hearts, it calls for a response. But what I want you to begin to, to notice when your heart gets offended is we oftentimes shift from responding to the offense to a spot, responding to the offender. So our hearts build up walls because offense builds offense. And so as we get to recognize that as sons and daughters of God, we steward relationships. We relate to the person and stop relating to the offense. And that is where the Lord can influence you. Are you willing to come to the table and say, God, I want to come to your side. Back to that Joshua 5 passage. I'm going to come to your side. I'm really passionate about this. I'm really angry. I was really hurt. Here am I. I release my opinion. I release my perspective. Would you influence my heart with truth? Would you realign me with what you're saying? I recognize, Lord, that I could be wrong. And where I'm right, would you teach me to respond correctly? You guys, not too long ago, I had an, I had an opportunity where I was ferociously offended, like crying mad. I was so offended. And as I was talking to the Lord about it, as I was processing and like, God, my heart is so, I was so offended. And he said, listen, you're not wrong that this was wrong. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. But let me teach you to respond by the spirit and not the flesh. And this is where it is. We will not indulge our egos at the expense of our soul. We will not worship fairness and desire retribution because he's better. He has more than fairness and retribution for us. He has abundant life, but it requires that I come and say, I don't need my own counsel, Lord. I don't need my own comfort. I need you to teach me. Give me your perspective, Lord. You're generous. You love me. And I need you to shift my perspective. Come and counsel me, Lord. I submit. I submit to your counsel, to your word, and I receive your comfort. One of the things that Renee said that I wrote down word for word that I want to share with you, she says, judgment and discernment are necessary but faulty without love and humility. Let me say that again. Judgment and discernment are necessary, but faulty without love and humility. So we walk in the light as he is in the light, First John 1 tells us, so that we have fellowship with one another. You were designed for fellowship. You were not designed for individuality. You were divine, designed to be built into the, the, the temple of God for the glory of the Father. 
that Jesus's name would be exalted, but it requires you to die to yourself and myself. We come to the table and we say, Lord, I lay down my rights. I lay down where I'm right and where I think I'm right and I'm not. And I come to your table, teach me. We get to join Jesus in the dying. <laughs> Courage and clarity. We must have those things so that we can sit before the Lord and ask him really, Lord, show me me. In Psalm 139, 23 and 24, it says, search me, oh God, and know me. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Search me. Before you go into your next conflict with someone, God, show me me. Lord, I've got judgment and I've got discernment, maybe, but I want love and humility. Now, this does not invite us to being doormats. This actually frees us as sons and daughters to walk in authority into conflict without selfishness, without accusation, without the passion for fairness or retribution. We come to the table and we say, Lord, I will join you and I will practice. Give me your perspective. I want to come to your side. What do you say, Lord? What do you say? (laughs) We're invited to get better together, not just in the good things and the worship and the Oh, I love that you think that. Oh, you think that too? Great. We agree. Politics, things that, you know, different ways. That's really not the point. The point is walking in intimate connection with the Lord and with one another so that we would be unified, so that the world would know we're His. So, friends, let me recap. We train for conflict, we don't avoid it. And for those of you who really love conflict, maybe you train to step back from conflict. Hmm? We live with the found, we learn to live with the foundation that I am deeply loved. Therefore, I can enter into every conversation, every place with that knowledge knowing that they, this other person, this other group, they are also deeply loved, that my father's generous and he's inviting me to sacrificial generosity. What does that look like in this situation, in this offense, in this conflict? And I'm gonna pray. Before I go to a friend to tell them how this happened and I'm so mad about it and this person did this, I'm gonna sit with you, Lord, and ask you for your perspective because I don't see clearly on my own. I'm going to offer him every offense and say, God, would you teach me? Show me me. Show me me. We practice. We do what Paul said in Philippians 3, forgetting what lies behind. We run, we reach, we press toward what is ahead. We strain on so that nothing keeps us from running our race. So friends, I invite you today, as you've listened to this, take those three things. What is your practice of being loved by God? 
Number two, what does sacrificial generosity and relationship look like for you? And then number three, how can you begin to practice prayer before reaction? Prayer that creates a response by the spirit instead of a reaction of the flesh. Holy Spirit, we need you to teach us. It's so easy, Lord, to just only see what we think. But Lord, we want to be people who lay down our rights and we receive the beautiful responsibility of sonship and daughtership where we follow and obey you and come to your side. Just like Joshua said, what do you say to your servant, O Lord? To teach us your way for conflict. Thank you for how conflict creates unity when we do it your way. Would you do that in us, God? We pray you do that in your church, that you would make us one as you and the Father are one. Jesus, we echo your prayer. So we humble our hearts before you and say, God, teach us the way of conflict and living unoffendable by your spirit. In the beautiful, matchless name of Jesus, we pray, amen. Thank you, friends. I hope you have a fantastic day, and we'll see you on another time. Friends, we hope this episode blessed you. And if you love it as much as we did, would you share it with a friend? And be sure to swipe up on the show notes. You will find all the links mentioned in the episode. Let's keep the conversation going. You can leave us an audio message and tell us how this episode sparked something in your heart. We would love to hear from you and hear what you think. Thank you for being here and be sure to connect with us soon in all the places. Peace.